Values. The things that really matter. Most people may have clarity on some basic values, family values or spiritual values maybe, but the truth is very few people have done any significant work on figuring out exactly what their values are, why they really matter, or where they got them from. We absorb values from a very early age, from our parents, relatives and peers, without realising. Over time, we're inoculated with our values through a process of osmosis, and enact them almost without thinking. We come into adulthood with a mishmash of values and beliefs, some of which are useful, others which may be inappropriate, ill-considered, or just plain toxic. We evolve complex systems of making moral and ethical judgments, often unconsciously, without noticing or benchmarking them in any way. Sometimes we end up with a hodgepodge of competing or contradictory values, the values of the locker room versus the values of the living room, if you like. Contradictory values and beliefs can lead to dysfunctional behaviours. It's easy to end up feeling at odds with oneself, doing and saying things because of peer pressure, which would remain undone or unsaid had we been acting according to our own moral compass. So values are a unifying force. A simple, clearly facilitated conversation around values, the ones we have in common and the ones we don't, will bring a group closer together, with a stronger understanding and appreciation of each other's unique qualities. Without these conversations, we can remain stuck in superficial conversation, never really getting to grips with what's important to each other. Speaking from a bloke's perspective, it's hard to reach adulthood without picking up some toxic values along the way. The challenge is first to notice this, then reimagine yourself with different values and changed behaviours. And men can encourage others to do the same. I do recognise that this is easier said than done, especially when there's peer pressure to act like a real man, or if a woman to act like a domestic goddess. If that pressure is uncomfortable, it's a sure sign that you won't be happy unless you find a different way for yourself. I grew up in Glasgow in the 60s. Boy, were there some awful things said and done back then. So I know from experience it's possible to adopt new and better ways of being in the world. Values are the things that really matter to us and that's a choice. We can edit them, weed out redundant or toxic values and clean up our act. Redundant values and beliefs can hold us back. Think about it. Are the values you grew up with working for you now? Here's some starting points. Beliefs are what we hold to be true. Values are what matter to us at a fundamental level. And our needs are the things that we require to survive and thrive. Food, warmth, shelter, friendships and relationships. All of these things are critically interrelated. So far, so good. However, there's a danger here. If we don't have a clearly defined set of values and an understanding of values resilience, we are susceptible to those who wish to influence or manipulate us on a values level, especially via both social and mainstream media. How do you respond when your values are challenged? Are you easily able to stand up for what you believe in? Why do values matter? Well, values provide us with our moral and ethical map and compass. They give us energy, they're our Duracells, they motivate us and enable us to conceive of doing extraordinary things. 
Conflicting values and beliefs can demotivate us or stop us in our tracks. Values inform our personal story. As we grow, we develop an internal values-based narrative. This can be positive and useful to us, or it can get in our way. And values drive our behaviour. If our values are out of balance, then so will be our behaviours. Working in depth with values is a real eye-opener. This work reveals just how many of the rules we operate by have been acquired by a process of osmosis over the course of our lifetimes. We may not even be conscious of some of the most powerful stuff that drives our personal operating system, or who in our lives has influenced us most deeply. Values exercises that explore personal and social values in a group have a profound effect on the group as a whole. They deepen empathy, help people appreciate their differences, and improve the quality of relationships. Getting a group working together to identify deeper values helps strengthen relationships within the group. It's like we understand each other's unique software. However, values exercises based on lists or cards only reveal just half the story. Why? Well, confirmation bias means we choose words, phrases and cards that confirm what we like to think our values are. And this might not be entirely accurate or indeed appropriate. Values can bind us together, but they can also tear us apart. Disagreements over values drive conflict, left, right, leave, remain, etc. And these values can be manipulated by the media to appeal to our baser instincts, to polarise our thinking. When we're pushed to extremes, we lose the warm, nuanced thinking in the middle denying us access to conversations about our shared assets, if you like. Most of the human race share a whole heap of shared values. Coming together and discussing values can help us understand how to connect and work with others who may have values and beliefs that are different to our own. Here's a useful metaphor for this work. You wouldn't continue to use a computer without updating the software. And yet, if we don't revisit our values and beliefs from time to time, especially those values that we acquired early on in life, we're running on outdated software, making decisions and reacting to things on the basis of values and beliefs that we simply have not questioned, largely because we haven't consciously thought them through. Values, in coaching parlance, are the energy behind our goals. They underpin our sense of purpose, provide motivation, and allow us to select our goals in meaningful ways. When values and goals are aligned, we make progress. When they're out of alignment, we slow down, struggle, or give up completely. There's an epigenetic component to beliefs and values. Values are transmitted across generations. There's a big difference between the ways in which Western culture, single lifespan, materialistically oriented, and Eastern culture, cross-generational, spiritually oriented and to do with social and cultural perpetuity deal with this. These views are encoded into our stories and cultures differently. For example, Iroquois Indians refer back seven generations and forward seven generations when discussing the potential impact of community decisions. Stories based on our values and beliefs are the foundation of our ability to form close bonds, influence others and create the relationships we need in order to thrive in life and work. 
A clear understanding of values enables us to move away from selling ourselves and towards building deep, long-lasting relationships with the people that matter. When people discover our values and key into them, a virtuous circle is created. A circle of values, empathy, trust, relationships and loyalty. Our friends, colleagues and our customers bind to us via shared values and find comfort and consistency in that. When values, beliefs and goals are aligned, we're able to move forward sustainably and in ways that support our emotional health and well-being. Getting a group working together to identify deeper values helps strengthen relationships within the group. It's like we start to understand each other's unique software. Both men and women can get to challenge values they've been brought up with, with blokes beginning to understand male toxicity and finding softer ways of operating, and women being able to think about the way that the nurture role has been programmed in. Realising that you have a toxic value or belief and that you want to change it can be deeply unsettling, especially when workplace culture or peer pressure conspires to hold you in a pattern that you'd rather escape. It also helps figure out where the toxic values came from and to evaluate, within the safety net of a workshop, what would happen if they were reframed or discarded. There are three levels of engaging with values. Thinking about values in a cerebral way, defining them, making lists of words to describe them, defining what matters to us in terms of values, beliefs and needs. Enacting values. After we identify, review and select and focus on these, we move towards acting them out in the real world. At this level, we begin to talk about them and act them out in our working relationships. We begin to use them in the storytelling of work and life. Finally, we can embody our values, embracing values at head, heart and gut level, committing to our values at a deeply emotional level. We feel our values and we live them. At this level, values are a life force. You can see that in the passion and commitment of people who've connected with their values at this level. Emotionally intelligent leaders, gifted speakers, activists and connectors. In exploring values in this way, I'm setting out the foundation of the main content of this podcast series, that a clear understanding of values helps us find our place in the world and work towards success on our own terms. We get to understand our internal values-based narratives, the story we tell ourselves about our confidence, credibility and our capabilities. We become clear about who we should seek to connect with and why. And finally, we can begin to craft the stories we need to tell others to build great relationships and connect with others effectively.